This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Player 3 Podcast. My name is Blake Williams, and I'm here today with my co-hosts. Jared. And? <laughs> and Tad. He's back. Tad, Tad is, back. is back. He <laughs> finally back. crawled out from the depths of hell in which he was entrapped, fought his way to the surface. There were other people you know, oh God. yelling for me, and I had to get out for myself, and... I'm I met Satan. I met Satan himself. You want you want to know who Satan is? Who is who, Satan? He was the one who replaced me last week. It was Bryson. Bryson. Oh, Bryson! Bryson I knew dude. it. Bryson. Alternate universe. Oh. Tad. Alternate universe. <laughs> Tad. Alternate universe. Tad and Bryson. Yeah. I'm uh I'm Dante and uh yeah. I've never read Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Is Dante I can the tell. main character? Oh, yeah. Yes, Dante's yes. is Thank, the main okay, character. Okay, I got I'm that. More double right. cry, but. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just how? Uh, double cry. Yeah. How's the past week? I guess two weeks gone because I wasn't here for last week. It went it uh, okay. It went pretty well. Yeah, we're trying to be consistent now. We so are trying yeah. to be consistent yeah. now, well, folks. You can expect this episode to come out a week after yeah, the last episode I you watched. The last one, <laughs> dude. You can expect both episodes to come out tonight. Actually, uh, that's I can a make lot. That happen. <laughs> I can make that happen. No, ladies we, and gentlemen, we have ladies labor and laws. Gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, you can expect this episode to come out when it's released. Thank you exactly. very oh much. Unprecedented. Man, this sounds very familiar. I feel like we've done this already. Yeah, yeah I think we have. I feel like I, someone messed up recording. Like yeah, there was, the there was a small error or? with our recording Oops. engineer. My bad. Um, where you he wasn't recording my audio, which is a problem because I do the fired. intro. And uh, we found some. We We've replaced new. him with Jared. I, I bet um, you that old recording was just you could hear you, but you were just an echo in the background, like you're in the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we'll never know. We deleted <laughs> it. Yeah. Aww. We deleted it. Aww. But um, yeah, but we're we we're back. I'm. You can hear me now. You can Fantastic. tell. We can, I'm looking at the waveforms right now. You can see me when I do this. Ah, there it is. Right there. Wow. You can hear me. Wow. Fancy. Technology. Anyway, enough <laughs> with the pleasantries. Let's go into the news. Let's just jump right oh, into it. Happening. Jared, what's popping? Uh, what's popping, boss? Well, uh, I'm going to talk about a Smash leak that's coming out. Um, well, it might be real. It's looking pretty good. So, uh, first of all, let me preface that uh, there was a leak that went out that was on 4chan, of course. Remember 4chan's a 4chan. reliable place. But it showed Wildland. Yes. <laughs> it was a picture, though, um, of me fighter hats. And it was one of them was a marshmallow dude from uh, Super Mario RPG. Yep. And one of them was the Coco. What is it? Demon. Cacodemon. Cacodemon. That's it. The the classic demon from um, Doom. And so that's leading to believe like, wait, if those costumes are in the game, that maybe just like how other fighters had characters related to those costumes, mm-hmm. you're going to get um, Gino, which is a heavily requested character for quite a c- couple of years, and yes. Doom Guy. 
So he, they, he, yeah. they might be, yeah. um, they might be characters, and they and they had gameplay. It wasn't just like mm-hmm. a picture; it was gameplay. Some people are saying, "Oh, it's just a mod; you can just mod mm. things." But some modders of community are like, "This is way too difficult to actually replicate and make it that good." So they're like, "Yeah, this might be the real thing, dude." <laughs> I and want gentlemen. Doom guy in Smash. I want Gino, Gino man. But do you know who I want? Who do you want? Frogger. That is another <laughs> leak off 4chan. 4chan said Frogger. So Frogger. Tying into this, there people found on 4chan there was a post actually. Uh, well, this leak came out. The one I'm talking about first came out Monday, uh, November fourth. But Dating this the podcast. Four, yes. The, the, this and then on 4chan this leak came out 10:29, a couple days before the you know the the leak of that. It's about a week. But what's interesting about this leak is that it says everything that's happening currently right now. So it says Terry is releasing November 6th. We actually know that on November 6th is going to be a live stream about Terry. Okay, that's accurate, right? Um, we see something called online mode slip space, which has actually been something speculated before and data mined a little bit. So, mm-hmm. and this and, and here, the thing about this Nintendo presentation, it's only going to be about Terry, not going to be about more fighters. Just about Terry. Yeah. So Cruise? And, and, if, and 6.0 update. In the 6.0. So, slip space might be whatever. I don't know what that is. But that might be a big thing that they're adding to the game. Um, also, what they say in the same post is that um, Doom Slayer is Fighter Five, although I'm not sure when he'll release. And he can also confirm that there will be two DLC fighters, Gino and Frogger. <laughs> and I'm so very excited for th- Frogger. This, this matches up exactly with that weird leak with the, um, the mm-hmm. mod leak. So... Yeah. Because if you have that marshmallow guy, which is related to Gino, and then you know, it's almost it's almost corroboration. I know, right? I don't. Is this real? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't know. Is, it feels it's, too. The, yeah, it's yeah. too perfect. Yeah. The big thing, Fortune is anonymous, and you have mm-hmm. to keep that in mind. So it could be the same. There is a potential; it's the same guy. Yeah. However, the only thing, though, if it's, it's not, that's kind of cool. Hype. Except yeah, why Frogger? That's weird. Why Frogger? Why <laughs> Frogger? But the only thing that really gets me is that November six. Like, how did he get that? Yeah. That like, how would you get that so perfect? That's a good mm-hmm. guess. That might be a good guess, but. So, are you saying that we'll have all the answers? We'll see if this is confirmed on November six. We'll see if Terry gets it. I mean, Terry. Okay. T- they said they're doing a presentation over Terry, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's going to release. But usually, when that happens, he releases the night of. Oh, okay. So that's just speculation that's tomorrow yeah exactly so we'll, that we'll is tomorrow once again dating the podcast hey everybody this podcast was recorded on november 5th 2019 at 3 p.m 3 p.m just so that you know all of our information is dated you know yeah. we my could, social security we, we could have just said not going to that five, three, no nine, i wouldn't seven, say four, I, you shouldn't we, all right everybody <laughs> steal tax identity <laughs> See, we could have just said that we record this on Sunday, and then we would be ahead of the leaks. So we leaked it. Whoa. Whoa. See that? Okay, so lie, this was recorded on November. <laughs> this was recorded on um, uh, October 31st on Halloween. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, technically speaking, last episode was supposed to be our spooky Halloween episode, you have no idea. I wished no. everyone a happy no, Halloween, <laughs> and it is releasing after Halloween. It was going to release after Halloween anyway, but you know. Yep. Okay, <laughs> we'll just go with it. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Happy Halloween next year, everybody. So yeah, is that is that the that's the, the big that's the big tea? thing? Yeah, that's, that's the tea. That's the tea. Hopefully, it's real. I mean, that'd yeah. be awesome. I yeah. wouldn't mind that. I can't wait so. for Frogger. <laughs>
I'm really hoping they get uh, match three games represented. Oh my no! I, I really want Bejeweled <laughs> in Smash. Okay, last episode. This is what you kept you talking here about. Yet, you, you're gonna update me on what happened last episode. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it hasn't been released yeah, yet. So. Yeah. What, what, what did you talk about? I Bejeweled? I talked about Bejeweled three, a little bit. So I live with this guy, right? I live with Blake. <laughs> I can confirm he's put. Probably close to 100 hours into Bejeweled over no, the next two no, weeks, it's over not. the past like it's two not. weeks. It's a stupid amount of time in I put. I think my hours are at 50. Is Bejeweled that good? No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Two opposing no. sides. It's really good. It isn't. And it's it's uh, not like it's a good game. It's uh-huh. just that it's really easy to play. It's low commitment. And you watch I can use it to it. beat John. But John's my other roommate, and yeah. he also plays with John. But that's 50 hours of commitment. Yeah, yes. Of commitment. <laughs> but I do those 50 hours, most, to be fair, most of it's because I leave it online. Uh, I just have it turned on when I leave. I hear your folks. I can, smash. <laughs> I, can <laughs> s- I can confirm, though, he plays too much Bejeweled. <laughs> well, why don't you just dox me then? Dude. Um, <laughs> anyways... I think that's it for me, though, on stuff. Yeah. That's the big, cool yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the tea this week? Yeah, that's the tea for Let's me. Let's talk about some tech news, Tad. What All you right. got? Tech news? Okay. You ever have buyer's remorse? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't today. Hmm. Yeah. How's that? What happened? So, I bought a third-gen Ryzen. Oh, yeah? For my latest build. Okay. Like, less than a month ago. It was very recent. Very recent. It's and a really so nice computer. Very nice. I love this thing. Pretty much taught it's a thirty eight hundred or thirty thirty eight fifty X. Um so third gen, pretty much top of the line. Um Ryzen seven. So it's equivalent to like an Intel core I seven, not an I nine though. It's not the I nine competitor. It's one step down. Okay. So um that's cool and all. And PCgames.com released that um Lisa Sue, who I is the AMD CEO uh, confirmed that there is going to be a Ryzen 4000 series in early 2020. So you think, okay, that's fine. That's fourth gen Ryzen. The big deal with this is second gen Ryzen was amazing. And then people went out, bought second gen Ryzen. And then months later, they came out with third gen Ryzen, Ryzen. And it was way better Everybody went back, returned their CPUs. No one wanted second-gen Ryzen because it was that much better. And I think they're going to do this again. So right now, Intel's trying to roll out its 10th uh, generation core processors. 10 generations. Yeah, they're in 10th, they're in and the naming scheme is really weird, and I dislike it. But that's What is the naming scheme for these? Um, They haven't really decided yet, and that's the mm. big problem because they thought, okay, it's been like... Nine, like nine hundred, ninety nine hundred K and all that, Decker but four. they don't want to yeah. do a million K or whatever yeah. or a hundred thousand K. It's weird. So I think they're doing X. Okay. And it's it's weird. Ryzen's really been pushing them to go for it because I remember i7's Ryzen, been around for a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ryzen is making Intel cry themselves to sleep every single yes. night. Good. Yes. AMD very was, good. AMD was not having a great time. Ryzen comes out. Boom. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Intel has held so much of the market 
for so long that I considered AMD a dead company for the longest time. Really? And then Azen, and then AMD came out with Ryzen, and it was a straight punch in the gut. And now any consumer grade desktop pretty much has Ryzen in it, which, like I said, mine does. I was an Intel fanboy for years. Now I have Ryzen in mine. And then they came out with the 4000 series, which I assume is going to be a great jump ahead. I think that's awesome. But like I said, I don't have buyer's remorse. Because really? Because they're all APUs. Oh. So okay. the difference between a CPU and an APU, um, you on a CPU, you can have integrated graphics. You can. And so it's basically you don't need a graphics card. Your graphics processing happens on the chip. It's not great. It's really cost effective. And for things like mobile processors, awesome, which is what this is. It's also a lot in laptops. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's also a lot in laptops. But if you want to run anything high horsepower, APU is not your best go. It's great value, but it's not going to – you can't game on an APU for the most part. Okay. So uh, they came out with their 4,000 chips, but it appears that they're all going to be APUs. So what this means, though, is it's not punching Intel in the gut necessarily on the desktop consumer-grade platform. It's punching Intel in the gut – when it comes to any of their mobile devices, uh, laptops, especially tablets, that want these almost desktop-grade processors in them. Mm, okay. But we want them to stay mobile. So, like I said, tablets are mainly so they're slowly the big punch. devouring the market. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so they're attacking the other side of Intel, and I think they're going to start attacking certain facets of Snapdragon, which is Qualcomm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, if they go after Qualcomm, because Qualcomm... Qualcomm has got the mobile market pinned, basically. Yep. yep. Unless you have an Apple device, you probably have a Qualcomm chip. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't look like it's going to. Um, this doesn't look like it's going to necessarily be in your phone, but it's definitely more toward your your laptop, your, your tablet. laptop, your tablet. Um, but that makes but those things so much there. better, and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. So it's def they're definitely taking you a might step be able to, towards the mobile market. You might be able to start gaming on a tablet. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is that, that crazy. Would be, I, I need that'd to, be pretty interesting. Like I want to invest on a good laptop, but mm -hmm. now I feel like I should wait. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I honestly, it depends. It depends on your price point. Okay. So if it you're looking does. for an amazing laptop, which yeah. probably has a dedicated graphics card. Again, this isn't your thing because the graphics is inside the processor. But if you're looking for a four to $800 laptop that doesn't have dedicated graphics, something to do your homework on, do some like light CAD okay. on, or uh, even some very light gaming, this is going to be an amazing value. And so, yes, this is perfect for that. But if you want to wow. do like some serious gaming, you probably want a dedicated graphics. So yeah. it really depends on where you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm instance, more of like gaming and video mm -hmm. editing. So I need. I yeah, you, yeah, you're gonna want a dedicated graphics. Not gonna make a difference. Yeah. Never mind. Yep. But still, though, it's a huge, it's a yeah. huge leap for the market. I'm really excited for it. That, that means computers are more available now. Yep. Like that's that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yep. Yeah, I um, I have a laptop, very nice laptop. It has mm -hmm. a designated graphics card in it, so it. It's a beefy boy, <laughs> but uh, it can definitely handle a lot of things that, for instance, you know, a laptop with, you know, one of these new Ryzen 4000, Ryzen mm. 400, 4000, 4000, yeah, 4000 yep, series Ryzen. chips probably couldn't because mm. it's got a 1050 Ti in it, oh, which yeah. is, Ooh. you know, designed to handle that. Yeah. Dedicated but graphics yeah. is always going to be better, but there's a certain cost savings here because it's one chip instead of two. 
And so it depends on where you are. Obviously, with a laptop like that, you're more, you're wanting to spend more. You're wanting yep. to get more out of it. But if you want to spend less, say this is your kid's uh, Christmas gift so they can play Fortnite, this is where it's at because it's going to be cheap. It's going to be easy. And it's going to have the horsepower where you need it. It's not going to be amazing, but for the price, it's going to be so competitive. It's going to take yeah. every laptop, every competitive laptop um, price point, and it's just going to take that price point and bring it so far down that Intel is not going to be able to se- It's not, yeah, Intel's not going to be able uh, to sell a single chip. Well, honestly, they've just been. They don't do anything. Like they, yeah. they, 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 I7 was up forever. Mm-hmm. And they have that back door that happened recently too. They had a big back door issue. Oh, they still do. So the oh, Intel, oh, um, Intel management engine, um, has a back door into the kernel of your computer. That it's not is, great. Not it's great. well documented. People know about it. It's, um, there are rumors that it's government related. Ooh, fun. Even better. Yeah. Ooh, thanks Intel. Even better. Yeah. That's another reason that I uh, dropped Intel. This could easily be a similar thing with AMD. It might not just be Intel, but yeah, it's it's well known that it's there, and then its uses are still rumored. But we're thinking government um, places like China really like. Ooh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's why Intel is a great uh, market in uh, China because the Chinese government likes them. Ooh, China! And again, that's all conspiracy. <laughs> so. We we already got banned in China on the last episode, <laughs> so. Well, well, not yet. We'll tell them. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the time this is out, we will have been banned in China. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what's rocking the boat over in the tech news uh, today. I'm so proud of Ryzen. Yeah. Honestly. honestly. Yeah. Go, go AMD. Yep. Um, speaking of China and companies China likes, Blizzard. Um, Blizzard <laughs> has, BlizzCon is going on right now, Ooh. as you all know. Um, there are protests. Hong Kong protests going on outside of BlizzCon, but they've nevertheless they've unveiled some pretty interesting things. I'm here to talk about a couple of them. Um, Hearthstone is getting an auto chess. It's called Hearthstone Battlegrounds, and it is another one of those auto battler games, which it's going to launch with what 24 heroes, which is going to affect you know the minions you get to pick and all that fun stuff. Okay. And in addition, the big announcement. Overwatch 2 was announced. Um, The big key features of Overwatch 2, as far as I can tell, a little bit of a graphical update, um, some nice redesigns of the characters. I really like the character redesigns. The old character designs were nice, but these new ones are sleek and modern and look really, really good. Next of all, the PvE... um, is now a, a standard part of Overwatch 2. It's going to have a big PvE section, a story mode, all sorts of that fun stuff. And it also um, is going to be allowing for a little more customization of characters in the PvE, which I think is pretty interesting. The biggest announcement, as far as I'm concerned, is that all new heroes, all new skins, all new maps are going to be available to players on Overwatch 1, okay. which oh. is huge. That's huge. It's huge. Jeff Kaplan talked about um, it was a big deal. Jeff Kaplan and his team really wanted this to be a thing because uh, Jeff Kaplan was talking about how it's really important for the health of a game to make the players happy. And if the players feel like they're getting what they deserve, the players are going to be more likely to, you know, pay money for your services. Yeah. 
So obviously Blizzard management has not been in the best place right now on account of the fact that there are raging protests going on outside of their um, outside of their headquarters and outside of BlizzCon. But uh, but uh, you know, I think the fact that they are willing to allow Overwatch one uh, players to get you know a lot of this Overwatch two content is really really good. The next big thing is that this is crossplay enabled. So if you're playing Overwatch two and your friend only has Overwatch one, you two can still play together, and that's big. And I really like that um, because it means that players who don't have the money necessarily to afford Overwatch 2 can still play Overwatch without the game going dead. That's nice. And it's going to be really good for the long-term health of the game. Yeah, definitely. That's going to make the transition from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2 so much more dynamic and, yeah, a lot easier on everyone. Yeah. I mean, obviously, let's be honest, it's a big company. Eventually, they're going to start... You know, taking some services away from Overwatch 1, it's going to stop getting updates. Eventually Eventually it's going to die. Yeah, of course. But the fact that they're taking this step right now and saying, look, we're going to still support this game for a while is really big to me. And the cross-play is huge. Give people the time to adjust and like, okay, we'll go for 2 next. Do we have a price? As far as I know, we don't have a price. Um, There might be a price announced, but I'm going to assume it's probably $60. Okay. Although I'd say it's probably, in my personal opinion, it they should launch this game for about thirty. Mm. It's not a big, huge, full game. It's got a PVE and a story mode, but other than that, it feels more like a big DLC than a full new game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hmm. I will still call it a sequel, but. It just doesn't necessarily feel like it has all of the all of the features and it doesn't feel as revolutionary as Overwatch 1 did. Yeah, uh, and I just Googled it. Yeah, there's no official release as far as uh, price goes, which yeah. kind of sucks. I'm it curious. does kind of suck. So is this like... I, I'm looking at this. So is this like an actual, an actual continuation of the Overwatch story? It is. Like, it the is. first game just felt like, oh, here are these characters and they, they do things. Yeah, there is, um, first of all, there is an actual story. It's pretty much just told through cinematics and through flavor text on items. There's not a ton of story in the actual game. Some of the seasonal uh, game modes, like the anniversary game mode, tends to tell a bit of the story. But cinematics is big. So the fact that Overwatch 2 is going to have a story mode, it's a continuation of you know the, the cinematic stuff, and it does take place afterwards. Um, and it's like the, so re- the, the first, re- like, I know Winston was like, oh, I'm going to reform Overwatch, right? That's kind of yeah. what this is about, right? Yeah. This is, uh, Overwatch 2, as far as I know, is Overwatch is back together. And this is, you know, sort of where it's going on. Because there's this new enemy, Null Sector, which is just future space robots. Well, a future Pretty cool. leader who's going to be a character in this game. Something like that. <laughs> um, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And I, I think the story... I've always really liked the story and the characterization of these characters. So the fact that we're now getting a full-on um, a full-on like story mode to the mm-hmm. game is big. And I really like it. Certainly. I yeah. like the redesigns, too. 
Yeah, I think the redesigns. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. I mean, they look. Yeah. I, yeah. I like um, my cheap. favorite redesign actually is Reinhardt. Um, yeah, right there, Jared. Reinhardt now has. He's taken the helmet off. He's got oh, the wow. full beard. He's got the he's got the Chad face going. Oh on. yeah, definitely. You know, I I'm a Reinhardt main in Overwatch, um, which means that I Beat don't you. play much because <laughs> <laughs> because there's not a lot of times when you just need big blue rectangle. Yeah. Um, but he's just a great character in my opinion, and I love this new redesign of him. Um, they've s- we've seen some other redesigns as well. Lucio, Genji, Mercy, um, May, Winston. They're all pretty good as far as I'm concerned. Um, People are upset about yeah. Mercy's hair, apparently. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, apparently. yeah, I saw um, an article that uh, said that they're redesigning everything, and Mercy's hair was the worst redesign. So. I've seen it. Oof. It's not bad. They felt I don't strongly mind about that. I don't really mind the new haircut. Yeah, it doesn't bother but me. But apparently a lot of people do. It's contentious, according to Polygon. Contentious. Mm. Well, it's Polygon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, final news story for today, at least from me, we have a big news story coming out of Tad. About right. it. It's big for Tad, that's it's for Big sure. for me. Not big for many other um, people. Popular shooter franchise Call of Duty... Um, Modern Warfare just came out, which, as far as I can tell, is a remake, remaster, completely different game from the original Modern Warfare. Yeah. I don't really know. It's kind of sick. Yeah. Um, But apparently, according to a leak from Reddit, there is to be 38 new maps added to the game. 38? 38. Um, Wow. That's a lot of maps. Yeah. And I'm a lot of damage. Looking forward, hopefully, they will be re- uh, released for free. But let's be honest, it's the Call of Duty franchise. And when have they ever released things for free? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DLC upon DLC, my man. Yeah. You have to pay for the DLC to unlock your DLC. Ooh. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's map- still 48 maps. It's kind of like 30, 30, 38. 38. 38 maps. 38 maps, releasing a map pack of 38 maps is not bad. That sounds really awesome. That's the thing I wouldn't mind paying $15 for. I would not mind paying yeah, that $15 for 38 new maps. Yep. Now, with the success of you know Overwatch releasing its DLC, sometimes DLC-worth-based content for free, right? Just yeah. like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's a new map and a new character. Just for free, yeah. out there. That's awesome. Jeff Kaplan and his team have done a great job with Overwatch and their their structure for new content. And it's really sort of, I think, set the bar for games nowadays. Because even like Smash Brothers, you know, is getting updates. And they are adding new characters to the game. Whereas like in Brawl, when you bought <laughs> Brawl, that's it. That's Brawl. Yeah. There you go. You know? If there's something egregiously broken, they might send out something they to fix it. it. But they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Brawl yeah. was egregiously broken and nothing was fixed. Yeah. <laughs> that's another story, though. Yeah. But that that's, was just how games used to be done, is they release the game, they don't patch it, they don't update it, have fun, good luck, see you in 10 years when we release yeah, the next game. This set it and forget it mentality, I'm not a big fan of. And so I'm not. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Overwatch re- sort of changed that for big box games. Yep. I mean, obviously, you know, in the PC games market, that was less common mm-hmm. um, just because of, I don't know, how we did things. Yeah. You know, like Counter-Strike was huge. CSGO was huge. And it gets updated all the time. And Overwatch, I think, sort of brought that idea to consoles. Yeah. And part of that is why we have these massive updates on consoles that no one's a big fan of. But it's also why we have new updated content and why we have the ability to, you know, continue playing this game, you know, five, ten yeah. years down the line with Definitely. new content. It's kind of a double-edged sword, though, because you get this mentality of, like, well, we can release an unfinished game. And then just oh, patch that's it. true. That, that's right. No Man's Sky. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, and then patch it later. Entirely. Yeah, they yeah. need to learn how to a meet you know set deadlines that they can actually meet meet those deadlines. But if you can't, don't just throw out what you have and then call it good and then get back to it. Like yeah. it's okay to say no. We need more time. It's okay to like. I mean, a great game can be great if you have to delay it. <laughs> yep. Definitely. I'm standing up now. Oh, dude. I'll stand up, too. Yeah, let's all stand up. Same. You guys want to stand up? Okay. Let's stand up. Sitting We're standing now. Um, but, yeah, on that same topic, like id Software, um, the developers of Doom Eternal. Doom Guy and Smash. <laughs> yeah, Doom Guy and Smash. Um, they pushed back Doom Eternal. They yeah. pushed it back because it wasn't ready. And they recognized that it wasn't ready. And they're like, well, we're not going to put out an unfinished game. So they didn't. They just put out, you know, they, they delayed it. And they're like, all right, sorry for delaying it. But, you know, we want the game to be good. However, then you get Bethesda Softworks, right? Bethesda Game Studios develops Bethesda games. Bethesda Softworks publishes both id Software games and BGS games. Okay. So... Okay. Bethesda Softworks, you know, now they have one, you know, game studio that's delaying their game because it's not ready. But then their own home studio, Bethesda <laughs> Gameworks, just releases Fallout 76 and it's like, it just works. Yeah. It just works. And then you clip <laughs> through the map and, you know, your enemies are invisible and you don't have hands and you're just holding it floating in the air. And it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. computer work. crashes when yeah. trying to uninstall yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So. They won't give you a refund. Oh, it's a mess. Man, just, it's yeah. a mess. Best of both worlds. You know, yep. it's Best just of it's, both worlds. It's a happy medium. Exactly. It's a happy medium. So. It's maturing, though. I feel like the gaming mm-hmm. community is like, you know, it's like, oh, you're playing this baby game? Like, no, shut up, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> that, can we talk about the fact that okay, that? boomer is a slur? Oh, crap. We have to delete According to boomers... Um, Are you serious? Oh yeah, apparently uh, a boomer used the tr- used said okay boomer today. Really? Yeah, Professor Snyder in my business concepts it's funny. What a Chad. He goes, "Now you guys are going to call me a boomer." And yep. oh, what was the term on? It was a he was using a term. Oh gosh dang it. You ever have something just fall out of your head? Yeah. So um Is that a Washington Post thing? Yeah. According to the Washington, let me read this headline. According to the Washington Post, a conservative radio host compared Boomer to the N word. Even Dictionary.com was appalled. What? Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: what? New York Times put out an article saying "OK Boomer" is a slur. Like, 
No, it's not. Like, that's just, it's a joke. Can you first believe of all? every time we say boomer? I, I don't want to do that. That's a, that's a lot to edit right now. Uh, I'll do it. Why don't you just bleep boomer from this next time I say boomer to the time after that that I say boomer? So, boomer. Boomer. Right, so then you would blur that boomer. But if, uh, or bleep I'm that not blur. Boomer. I'm not blurring any boomer. Yeah, you, you don't blur the boomers. You support um, racism. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. Sorry to all our boomer fans. I know there's a lot of you. Yep. You know, gaming is real big with baby boomers. Yeah, the boomers. You exactly. know, gaming's peak culture is with people in their 50s and 60s. You know, yep. Carter Snyder, our my business concepts professor. Yeah. He's a big gamer. Dude. Huge he gamer. Is a gamer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of gamers, oh, Tad, what's your last speaking story? of being a boomer? This was a giant boom to my world and no one else's because this game's half dead. I hate that. But they're pun. coming up with a sequel. Well, a so, threequel. A threequel. Uh, yeah, a threequel. Actually, a quartal. Is that oh, wow. the correct? Well, okay. Planet Side Arena barely counts. That's an so offshoot. So I played Planet Side Two for the past seven years, and over the summer. And I think May they announced it, and then it came out kind of over the summer. They said, guess what, guys? Six months late to the party. We're going to make our own Battle Royale. And I said, don't do that. That's going to be bad. And so they did it, and it was bad. They did it anyways. It's 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 not horrible. Let me kind of get into this article. So, um, this is actually from PCGamer.com. They said, Early access to the Battle Royale shooter Planetside Arena is a stepping stone to Planetside 3. Which is what we like to hear. Amen. So, Planetside Arena came out, and I played it a few times. It's actually not bad. It's Which is good to hear. It still has a long Mm, way to go before released. It's definitely early access. And just just to kind of recommend this out here... If you have a PS4, it is worth the half hour that it'll take to download Planetside 2 and try it. And then you'll kind of know why this game is kind of important, why it works well as a ba- as a, uh, a battle royale, but it's still definitely not a good idea. So basically, the way Planetside 2 works, you have a giant map, three teams that are defending bases, and we're talking about over a continent. So we have vehicles, um, and it's just a giant map. It's a wow. free-for-all. It's an MMORPG, F- or not RPG, MMO FPS. So It is definitely not an RPG. Yeah. There is an RPG really in the game. game. It's a really unique game. So Planetside Arena came out, and it took that, completely put it on its head, and just made a class-based shooter battle royale. Okay. It yeah. did not work well. <laughs> yeah. It's not even out yet. It's not horrible it still needs a lot of patching this might be the verse though maybe like it will actually come out with plant side three and and while we wait for Fortnite, um you know the actual game sorry and then they yeah. laid <laughs> off over half the team for planet side arena <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> so yikers the team oh my god yeah they laid off even more people they laid off a bunch of planet side two team members uh, a bunch of Planetside Arena team members, and basically most of the rest of the Planetside Arena team members went over to Planetside 2. It sounds like they're giving up on Planetside Arena. 
Which I can't okay, say yeah. surprises yeah. me too much. Exactly. And so um, there was a producer's note. So let me make sure I get the name right here. Um, so, yeah, Nick Silva is the producer for Planetside 2, and he released a producer's note talking about recent layoffs, uh, Planetside 2, Planetside Arena, and then the future of Planetside as a whole. And he said that Planetside Arena isn't dead. It's not gone, but it's not dead. It's just dying. We're reallocating people to a new project. And it was at that point that he then announced Planetside 3. It's coming out. It's coming out after close to 10 years. Almost a decade. Almost a decade. Planetside 3 has been announced. This is like a beautiful advertisement for Planetside 3. Exactly. It really is. It's kind of a heartbreaking advertisement because they, they... released a new game and then basically gave up on it to then pursue planet side three. So why is this important? Planet side three is going to be completely different than planet side two. Really? The, yeah. Really? Instead okay. of there's four continents on planet side two that they battle across four giant continents. They're talking intergalactic battles, multiple oh. planets, multiple galaxies. Ooh, that's cool. We're talking Ooh. about maps that are just uncomprehensibly huge. And battles raging across them, so that's kind of sick. I am so I'm hyped for that. I'm so excited for it. It's Planet Side Two on steroids, except better. Now that Daybreak's behind it, they have a little bit more money. Daybreak does have a little more money. Exactly. Soe was dying. Yeah. Daybreak's behind it. They have a ton of money. They have a ton of resources. They just reallocated the team because they're going to hit this hard. Here's the only issue: a game like Planet Side Two doesn't work. Unless it has players. It is, is completely player-driven. Planetside 2 has seen a huge decrease in players ever since 2015. Okay. People have dropped off. It's now to the point where there's not enough people for servers to work right now. And so oh they keep God. taking consolidating the servers down. There's like five servers left. It's, it had like 20. They keep consolidating them together to keep the player base high enough to actually let it run. And so it's working now. It's fine. But the group on Planetside 2 right now is very dedicated and very small. And so we need to make Planet Side 3 work. And that's why I kind of wanted to come on here and talk about it. It's because if you have any care for FPS games and you like unique games, if you have a PS4 or a decent PC, download Planet Side 2 and try it and give it a chance. And I think that, that that's really important and that'll help Planet Side 3 yeah. really get off yeah. the put, I think it's Put so an hour or two into Planet Side 2. I, I don't play it all that often, mm-hmm. but it's. When I do play it, I love it. Exactly. Every single time you play that game, it's it's fun. The point of Planet Side 2 isn't for this fast-paced, one-on-one dual combat. Planet Side 2 is all about, you know, you've got your big vehicles, you've got massive player combat. It is just a ton of people all fighting each other at the same time. Exactly. And it's cool. It's really cool. So try it out. Um, yeah, Planet Side Arena, like they said... Planetside Arena is a stepping stone to Planetside 3. It might have been a flop. They said they're not giving up on it, but Planetside 2 is where it's at right now. I think Planetside 2 is what we have to focus on because that's what Planetside 3 is going to be based off of. Cool. So, yeah, that's that's like the real big yeah. rock in the water this week. Um, kind of a heart wrencher. You know, game came out. Huge gut punch to the uh, 
to the daybreak, um, and they had to lay off a bunch of people. But now they're consolidating the team, getting it back together, and hopefully they're going to be releasing games. They're soon. getting the whole band back together. That's cool. Yep. I think that's an opportunity, though. Like, yep. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, so let's go into our final segment. Yeah. Our final segment. What games have we been playing? Yeah. Jared, you mm. got a game? Oh, let's not. Uh, last week. I just honestly, I haven't had much time, so I've just been playing Smash Brothers again. Um, playing Smash, I just like that game a lot. Uh, I feel that it's just so good. Like I, I love the competitive aspect of it. So I'm, I'm like, I, I go to a tournament every year mm. uh, in Bloomington, full bloom. It's like almost as big as a major for them. So it's it's it's, pr- it's greatly sized. So I'm just getting ready for that. Like I don't do the best, but I'm getting to this point. Like I, I'm into this like skill ceiling where like once I break through, I'll be able to compete really well. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just I'm just preparing. I'm excited. I mean, chic. Really tough character to play, but really fun and satisfying character to win with. <laughs> nice. So I'm excited nice. for it. Awesome. Tad, what you got going on? So the game I've been playing, and actually I'm in the same boat. I had no really? time th- last week to play games at all, but luckily I got a second week because I wasn't on the podcast last week. So the game <laughs> I've been playing is Sniper Elite 4, and it's yep. really fun. And it's really hard if you want to make it hard. And so basically, it's a it's a tactical sniping game. Cool. Okay. Where do you like the kind of takedowns in Mortal Kombat? Those are fun. Yeah. It's like that, but with sniping. Like you can <laughs> you can get those, but yeah. so you snipe someone from across oh, the map, wait, and yeah. it goes in, I've shows it that. going I've through the bones it, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's really very gruesome. It's and not really FPS. badass. Like it's not this run-and-gun type, type of game. It's a game where you, you very slowly mark all of your enemies and then take them out in a way that It's is, a tactical shooter. It's very cool. tactical. It's very slow. The missions take around 45 minutes to up to two hours. Like, they're, they take a while. You do nice and slow. It's a really nice, methodic game. I love it. That's Sniper cool. Elite 4 is definitely also worth checking out. Yes. Um, and last but not least, what game have I been playing? Bejeweled 3. I knew Just, it. Uh, no. I'm going to talk about Slay the Spire. Uh, Slay the Spire is definitely not a new game. Mm-hmm. It's been out for quite a bit, but um, it's just a damn good card game. Hmm. So okay. uh, Slay the Spire is a roguelike RPG dungeon crawling card game in which you pick one of three characters. You pick the Ironclad. The Watcher is actually the new character, not out mm-hmm. yet. The Defect and the silent. Um, so the watcher is coming out, hopefully soon. We don't really know when yet, but um, you pick one of your three characters, and they each have their own class-specific cards, their own class-specific items you can get, which are like relics, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, class-specific potions, and there's also non-class-specific potions and cards and relics. Um, but you just go room to room. And you fight stuff, you collect loot, you go through events, you can rest, you can smith up your weapons to be even better, your you know, your cards to get great. Put the card in the um, fire, get strength. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, it's just taking a card. Yeah. And just, ah, never mind. Yeah. That was so dumb. I, I kind of got the joke you were going yeah, for. It's, a, um, it's really strategic, though. Very it's strategic. Cool. And it takes place in three acts. Yeah, and I added a little thespian tongue trill on there. Um, 
three acts. Uh, first act, you have a boss at the end, and there's a certain number of bosses it can go between, right? So you have many paths leading up to that boss, and the paths are randomized every time. Um, and then there's a boss at the end of each path. There's a boss at the end of the paths. They all come together and fight the same boss, uh, which that boss is randomized every time. There's like three or four bosses for each one. Mm. Um, if you beat that boss, you get a really good card and a really good relic, and then you get to go on to Act 2, and then it's the same sort of thing. You fight a n different set of bosses, right? Um, different set of enemies, different set of encounters, different set of elite enemies, um, different set of, like, not necessarily cards you can get, but sometimes, yeah. You get different stuff. Yeah. Um, and if you beat that boss, you go on to Act 3. And when you get to Act 3, you know, you go through the same sort of thing again. Different enemies, uh, different events, different elites, uh, different bosses. And if you beat that, you've quote-unquote beaten the game. Well, after you've beaten the game with all three characters, um, you, event, you unlock another little thing. Um, to fight the heart of the spire, it, there's deep lore going mm, okay. on, so it might not necessarily make sense, but yeah. it's really cool. Um, there's also ascension levels, so once you beat um, like ascension zero, as it's called, or when you first log into the game, play. Once you finally beat it, because it's a hard game, it is a very hard. Oh, it's game. very hard. Once you finally beat it, you go to ascension one, and then two, and it gets harder and harder and harder and harder as you go up. So right now I have my ironclad on uh, Ascension 5 out of 20. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ascension 20 heart runs is the hardest thing you can do. Because it's on Ascension 20, which is already insanely difficult. Then you have to go through Act 1 and Act 2 and Act 3. And you have to beat some elites before you fight the heart. And the heart, if you beat the heart, it's, it's insane. Because the heart is probably the... The hardest boss in any card game, in any game ever. Yeah. It is insane. Huh. It is insane. Okay. So it's definitely a game that has good speedrunning potential. It is definitely a game that has fantastic um, just sit down and play a run through potential. It's like half an hour for a run, up to an hour if you really think about what you're doing. It's just a great game. I yep. really recommend everyone try it. It's on PC. It's on Nintendo Switch. Uh, it might be on some other consoles. I don't think but so. I don't think really? it is. Switch, though. It's, it's on, on the Switch. Switch. Portable. And it's good it's portable. on the Switch. Yeah. So. so I highly recommend Slay the Spire. Yep. I highly recommend Sniper Elite 4. And I highly yep. recommend Super Smash Brothers. Everybody, <laughs> this has been the Player 3 Podcast. We're running on about 46, 47 minutes now. We're going to wrap the podcast up, and we will see all of you next week when we release this episode. Our goodbye. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.